When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another Newspers Order pod. Under the touchline Frecker Banner, I'll be your host um, after a two-week hiatus, X-Pac. And I'm joined by uh, coveted Scott Hall. How you doing, man? They wanted the blood. They wanted that blood. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I haven't haven't been on a pod for a while. I think I've been on the main pod uh, more recently than I have actually on the... Mm. the NSO pod so it's good um, Scott's staircase should be coming back next week um, so we've got a little run in towards the end of the season yeah me yeah and people have been calling for you um, you must be a happy guy especially with Nigeria losing the AFCON final as well so yeah it's been an it is it is it is well. It is very well. Extremely happy, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Actually, no, no. That's me. That's me. That's me. Let me let me put out a public service announcement. That's actually me. Yeah, you're right. That it's, was me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean that. I didn't correct yourself. To, to all the Nigerian folks around the world, sincerely, from from the bottom of my heart, mm. I'd like to give you guys a deep and meaningful. Because I don't care. What do you mean? You expect me to want you guys to win? You must be joking. You must be bluffing. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Orange going to beat you, innit? 2-1. Yeah, the cutted delivery boys came through for me. Um, I was hoping for that blood in the group stage, and it didn't seem to 
it didn't seem to come away. And I, honestly, I thought they had gone out of the competition. So <laughs> to see them back in the final, I kind of half followed it, half didn't. And it's funny. Yeah, they the Sebastian the... Haller story was actually really yeah, it's funny. They they actually got through the um the group stages because of Ghana. Because mm-hmm. Ghana messed up so badly, they actually nicked Ghana's spots. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man, I actually completely forgot about that. You really hate to see it. Hey, sometimes you gotta make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that you did. And right after that, we ended up having some nice joy as a Spurs fan. Going into this game, though, um, tricky fixture against Brighton, who always seem to give us a good game. We ended up getting um, beaten quite badly by them in the reverse fixture only yeah. like a few weeks ago. All right, they went 4-0 up against us, or 4-1 um, against us at their stadium. We conceded two penalties. It was a defensive disaster class. Injuries um, considered as well but how did you feel kind of going into this game now we do have most of these players back what going into the um going into the Brighton game knowing that we had most of these players back I did feel like we could we could definitely do something especially at home we seem to have a weird um record against them at home where we're capable of like pulling victories out of the bag I remember an absolute stinker under um Jose I think Deli Ali got the win on that day um, and I remember even under under Conte, you know, we we picked up weird victories against them. I think we lost one 0 at home. Uh, I think it was the this last season Basuma was there or something like that. We, oh, I remember uh, Trossard scoring the last minute winner against. Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. So we've had some weird results, but I kind of like, I kind of believed that we would get the job done. If I'm being really honest, um, but we did make a little bit hard work of it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, obviously, Brighton getting some players back from injury as well. The Fatty returned to the squad. Mitoma returned to a starting lineup from the Asia Cup. And, um, yeah, Daddy Welbeck started as the ninth for them. And, um, people forget how good he is. Like, he started the game by bodying Van der Ven, sending Bantanker to the floor, and then forcing a good save out of Vicario. Who's this um, you referring to? Welbeck. <laughs> In the you first thirty seconds, he did the rate You rate well, better glad I think he's not a clinical finisher type striker, but I think as an all-round player, when he's injury-free, playing games regularly, he's a problem, man. Never rated him. No, he can dribble. He can create his own chances. He's great in the air. Never rated him. You don't no remember one. the goal at the Burner Bar? No, uh, that yeah, little I mean, flick at Euro twelve with against Sweden. Eric, look, a goal is a goal, isn't it? Sometimes it looks fantastic, sometimes it looks scruffy. Never read him. Not one. Oh, I, look, I, I kind of just forget about him and then just re-remember. And, but yeah, when I re-watched the game a few days ago, I just had a few glimpses of his, like, his PMP and what he could actually do. And, yeah, it was it was a big problem for that um, little period of time. And then the rest of the first half, Man, um, it was quite chaotic. Um, for the way I saw it, I thought... Um, so, Tobes alluded to us not winning duels and second balls in the game against Everton. And I was like, OK, well, Brighton's midfield isn't necessarily that physical, so we should be able to improve it. And I thought we did. Like, I thought we set out some pretty good traps. We were winning the ball back quite a lot, but 
at the same time we were pretty useless with it ourselves by just virtue of not showing four passes off the ball we were trying to dribble our way out of trouble too often especially Ben Tankur who yeah. we'll get on to um, so we kind of just let Brighton kind of take most of the control of the first half in my opinion but how did you see it I feel like yeah we didn't really um we didn't really actually control that first half which was weird um you know normally in these home games especially <laughs> normally in this <laughs> these home games we tend to dominate the position and don't dominate the passes that's what we didn't actually do that this time around I mean Brian are a very good team I'm not going to sit here and lie to anyone and act like they're not they are a good team um, but towards the back end of that first half, we started to take more control. Mm. And um, we we looked to have the upper hand towards the back end of that first half, but the, the first 20 minutes, it, it absolutely it stunk. Hey, you know, we, yeah, we were, we, were moving, we were moving absolutely stupid. And to be fair, Brighton had one or two opportunities in that first half, um, you know, where they could have really, like, uh, put, put us to the sword. So we got a bit lucky. We rolled our luck in that first half. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, sorry, I was just laughing at a comment in the group chat just then. I think I'm being sent for. I might have to bet another £50 on something else, but we'll um, you know, run off the first half. Um, I feel like everyone's pretty unanimous on this anyway, but um, do you feel like people are being too harsh on Ben Tanko? Uh Yeah, they probably are being a bit too harsh on Ben Tanko, but the truth of the matter is he's just returned from a very long Interesting. I mean, yeah, he did come back for the Aston Villa game and then got injured again. He's probably going to need another month or two uh, to actually get up to speed. I don't think he, well, we're going to see the best of him for the remainder of this season. Uh, we might get some good games out of him, but that's about it. Um, he's just got to keep working and getting his uh, self into shape, match fit, and then obviously next season we can really push on. But this season, he's had a f he's had a few games coming back off the last injury. Uh, I think his first game back was pretty good. Um, but ever since then, he's kind of fallen off in terms of um, ratings. And to be fair, it kind of falls in line with, you know, the the time in which he's been out. You know, the, there's a lot of time in which he needs to get back in terms of game rhythm. Um, and he hasn't had that. So the more games he gets to play, the better he will be. Yeah, exactly that. Like, it was um, almost too good to be true when he kind of came back against Aston Villa, put on a 30-minute clinic, was really good against United as well. Um, I feel like before he he did make his comeback from injury, all of us were saying he we probably won't see the best of him until like late next year or late into 2024 or maybe even next season. So, yeah, we just got to kind of zoom out, remember that, I think. Um, someone who had more of like a Jekyll and Hyde game as opposed to just a kind of poor performance was Kulizewski. Um yeah. Obviously, we'll go into the second half shortly, but what did you make of Dan, who we seem to just talk about every week now? He He's having, so he's having a bit of a weird season in the sense of like he's doing, there's a lot of things he's doing right on the pitch and then there's elements of his game that he's doing absolutely wrong. I think um, he might need to get that mask back. Yeah, because listen, he, he just seems to be, it's either he's shot shy or he just doesn't generate enough power in his shots, which I don't understand. Like, I'm like, just, just let it rip. Pause. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, it's <laughs> it is a weird one because we've seen him being capable of being able to wrap it with his left. He's even self-proclaimed himself in post-match interviews and stuff like, "Ah, oh, like the only person who doesn't trust his right foot enough is me." And then he managed to score. Ah, oh, I can't remember who it was against now, but not he literally just uh, yes, I literally remembered it as you said it. Um, not even Forest, but he just literally smashed it past something I Matt Turner's shit, but. Yeah, he managed to just smash it. And then ever since then, he's just decided not to do it anymore. And a lot of his game um, pertains to him kind of pretending to faint to shoot with his right foot to then drop a shoulder, come on his left. And no one's going to buy that faint if they don't see the fear in his right foot shot or right foot kind of just being able to carry the ball down his right side. And yeah, just his hesitancy to even do that as opposed to shooting as well. It actually doesn't even make sense. If you're in the if you're in the position, just shoot. It's not gonna kill you. Just shoot, just let it rip. Mm. And this is the thing against Brighton, even even in the first half, I felt like our counter press was very good and it was good enough for us to to take more risks in that respect. Like, don't be scared of the turnover. You're in a good position to shoot anyway, like you're in that box. It's a loose ball. Um yeah. Even if you're on your weaker foot, he, um, the, thing, the thing with Dejan is that he does a lot of things on the pitch correctly, but in the final third, he's—I think—I don't even think people are, are furious with his passing in the final third. I, I generally think it's all to do with, with his shooting. You know, he find—he—he he out of all of our attackers finds himself in some absolute great positions, and we get nothing out of it. Yeah. That doesn't make sense for me. It's. I mean, it's his decisive actions in general. Like, I feel like he just takes an extra touch when it comes to making a final ball as well. And um, I just saw it kind of just improve in the second half where he just kind of must have said to himself or Ange must have said to him, like, okay, just, okay, you're in second gear. Let's let's get into it now. And um, crucial move for the equaliser, I thought. Well, I mean... He was there, you know, great ball, you know, like, and mm. he was starting to get into the game quite, quite a bit um, in that second half. Great ball into Saar. Saar made a fantastic run, gets into the box. He's trying to square it to um, Richarlison. Quite fortunate, you know, mm. really and truly on another day, just goes straight into the back of the net um, uh, by the Brighton defender that was sliding in. And um, I'm going to say this now, you know, Saar's finish is absolutely quality because... Yeah. He took that first time, didn't even try to take a touch to steady it. Just first time, left foot, let's go. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I felt sorry for Dejan because he was starting to get into the game and he got substituted not too long after that. So, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. You know, you get you, you have a weird first half, start to pick it up in the second half, get an assist, get subbed. And that's a good segue. Um as we're getting into the second half more, we're being more decisive in our passing, not doing so much, we equalise. And upon re-watching it, even though I knew what happened, I was thinking, to like, you could see the subs warming up even before the equaliser. So it sounded like Andrew already made up his mind. And I was thinking to myself, trying to put myself in the frame of reference of the game at the time and just thinking, wow, like, this is actually a perfect time just to bring on Captain Sun. Yeah. Brennan Johnson to stretch the pitch a bit. We've got the momentum. We've just got the goal. This, these are perfect subs to go on and kill it now. Um, I think Hoybjerg might have come on as the third sub in, in that 
sequence yeah. as well. I don't need to ask what you think of that. But I mean, with hindsight now, or was it Basuma? Um, no, with hindsight now, it was Basuma. Yeah. Um, probably the wrong time to make subs. Like, how did you feel we kind of played um, with Basuma returning as well, who I thought like we had really missed? Um, for the kind of twenty minutes or so before the before the other goal. So I think I think the sub messed us about. I think it was too too much change in, in one uh, sitting, and so we lost all sort of rhythm and shape. Um, and that's probably what led to him making more subs a bit later on. I mean, yes, um, obviously, as many people found out or already know, we went on to obviously get the winner, um, but. You know, for that 20-minute period, we were erratic all over the place. It's almost like he made 11 changes. Um, and sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes you make three changes and it galvanises the team and we go on to do absolute madness. Sometimes it just completely ruins the shape. And unfortunately, in our case, it ruined the shape. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, a weird one. We've got less players now who are able to come short, receive the ball to feet. And it's it, it seemed like we just kept on attacking down the right-hand side where Kulizewski had been building all that momentum and picking up the ball in um, deeper areas, which isn't Brendan Johnson's strength. Yeah. Um, couldn't necessarily go down the left because Van Heck was still doing that man-marking job on Madison, which um, was giving them dividends for 94 minutes. To be fair, Madison was fairly quiet. And, um, yeah, I felt like we might have rode our luck a little bit. Obviously, Ansu Fati had the chance where you'd expect him to finish it, although he's Honestly, not really match fit. Yeah, I thought he bagged it. I can't believe it. I'm even happy that it went wide, but I, I generally thought that was back of the net. And I've seen it a few times, and I'm like, he's really unfortunate. He's He's got the kind of conviction on that ball that you would want if you're shooting, you know, unopposed. But <laughs> he, he, if he scuffed it, I reckon it goes in the back of the net. But he didn't. Caught so before clean. we get into it, what did you think of uh, Bissouma's cameo? It's a bit of a tough one. He, you know, again, it came in that period where we were a bit erratic. Um, I didn't think Bissouma was too bad coming off the bench, if I'm being brutally honest, but... It's nothing to really shout about. Um, but I'm happy that he's back. That much mm-hmm. I do know. You know, because I, I feel like, especially with the running um, of games that we have uh, coming up, you know, he's going to be quite pivotal. For sure. Um, I'm hoping he starts next game. Sure. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, let's just get on to the winner because I'm actually quite excited about this. I've been defending this guy for weeks. It seems like... Um, against disproportionate criticism, in my opinion. Um, Who's from? Do you, do you want to say those people? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just trying to remember them all. Tops, for one, has um, been pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah. I, I get where he's coming from because he's talking about the Tottenham attack in general just being overall poor and not having enough quality in there, and I get it. Um We'll get onto the bet with Werner just afterwards, but yeah, I feel like Brennan Johnson. He's he's exceeding expectations. If you ignore the fee, 
if you kind of look at the player he was at Forest and look at the player we were bringing him in, um, yeah. bringing him in to be, I think he's come through with quite a few decisive moments already, even if it's just been just a good um, passage of play and build-up, like at Crystal Palace away, for example, where he came on in the second half on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, just did a few simple things, clean, to, to help us along and create goals. Um, and like against Brentford, where he scored a decisive goal, he popped up with the second goal and it's happened in at the perfect time against Brighton for us to win the game. I mean, what are your kind of general thoughts on Brennan Johnson? Um, I'll, to name the others that have criticised him, Ash has definitely been harsh on him. Um, I feel like Tobes has been mostly measured with him, but I can tell he's uh, not a big fan. Um, yeah, That's coming from the guy that was oh. a big fan of, of Hoibiak. Okay, cool. All right. Ohio, yeah, Ohio doesn't seem to like him very much. Um, but I feel yeah, like it's yeah, mostly right, because right. of the fee. Um, I feel like too much is made of the fee. Like, I mean, if you're aspiring to be a top club in the Premier League for that much for a homegrown player, I mean, what is that these days? Unfortunately, it's I don't think it's too much. But like, um, yeah, uh, those are all the names I can remember. So my take has been probably I've allowed him for the most part because one is his first season with us. Um second there's two there's quite a lot actually if I'm going to be brutally honest. So one is his first season. When he was bought I never thought of him coming into the team and being an out and out starter. I know you didn't know, have some, a preseason either. Didn't have a preseason but I know some other members of, of the cast have mentioned you know that for 47 or for 50 million you know, you should be looking to be a star. And they and they are right. They are actually right for that kind of money. I understand that. Why, yeah. why should you not be considered a star? But I was looking at our team at that point. And when we bought him, Son, Kulu, and I believe uh, Richarlison, in my mind, were probably going to be the nail on starters. Richarlison being in the nine, um, Son on the left, and Kulu on the right. And to be fair, like, I I'd more had um, Johnson as a right winger. So as far as I was concerned, I couldn't see him really displacing anyone from that front line. And then he got his little run in against Arsenal, started off well, um, had a pretty decent game, gets a hamstring injury. Um, so obviously that disrupted his flow. Then he returns back um, to a massively depleted team, you know, because we had, you know, many injuries at that point when he got back. Uh, I think it was the Nottingham Forest game where he's returned home, gets a head injury. Again, has to come off. Like that first half of the season was quite disruptive for him, to be honest with you. There was no real continuity and uh, ability to kind of just work your way into a new team, a new environment, um, like probably most players would like to do. But in saying that, he's played 18 games. I don't know how many of them he's come off the bench and how many of them he's started, but he's got four assists and three goals. And mm. I remember all three of his goals. Uh, they all seem to be, I think the one that didn't lead to victory and was you correct me from was Wolves. Yeah. And we, and we know that's, yeah, we know that's Dyer and Hoiberg's fault anyway. So, um, mm. yeah, apart he's, he scored some quite important goals in recent weeks, uh, the Brentford game and obviously the last game just gone. And he's managed to assist uh, Richarlison quite a few times. Um, mm. So, 
yes, I fully understand people's concerns because they generally cannot see where his career is going to go. They can't see if he's an, a genuine star boy or if he's worth the money, which makes perfect sense. I'm all cool with that. But at the same time, it's his first season. Man, boy's 22 years of age. <laughs> let's, let's relax. Yeah, because we don't know what the future holds. Some people could be like, oh, it's going to be garbage forever. Oh, okay, cool. You could be right. You could be right. Uh, but I didn't even start shooting at Hoiberg till after his first season. The second season when I saw, no, this is generally how he plays. That's when I went, oh, <laughs> yeah. But with, with Brennan, I'm willing to give him till next season to see what he does. Yeah, fair. And uh, yeah, big up Madison and Son for the role in his goal as well. Um, yeah. Also big up Richarlison in that because Richarlison's layoff to Son was perfect. He didn't have to take an extra touch, just whipping excursion. And Johnson done well there. Yeah, I, I thought I'd mentioned Richarlison in that sequence there. So no, thank you for correcting that. Um, yeah, this, it just speaks to Richarlison's improvement in this team and um, how useful he can actually be um, post whatever surgery he had, which kind of almost segues onto this question from JG, because we've actually been discussing this in the group chat quite a lot as to what a priority in the summer would be. Um, and Richarlison's factored into this question quite a lot, right? Because it would depend on um, the priority of the profile we'd eventually go for. He asks, question for later, is a winger like Neto or a striker like Vlahovic, probably bolched that pronunciation, more important for the summer if you have to prioritise one profile? Uh, I, I, I'm probably leaning way more towards a winger. As much as I like Vlahovic, I think he's definitely an upgrade than Richarlison. But if we've got a one-in-two striker who's chipping in with assists as well as a backup to a number nine son, then I'm going for a winger. I think we we can go as far as maybe the end of next season um, to risk the whole not getting a striker. I just don't want to see somebody like Vlaovic go to like uh, and one of our like opponents. To be honest with you, but in saying that, if Neto is is available, you you pull the trigger on that one. Well, actually, saying that though, I prefer someone who's very or way more comfortable out on the left. Like, I feel like our right hand side's pretty pretty nailed on. Um, you've got people like Matoma who might be prized away for a certain fee. Um, I'm not sure if he's signed a new contract though. Kavarich uh, Skelia, um, even Tops has put forward Rafael Leao in um in the group chat. I think yeah, he'll probably just go PSG now, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, to be fair with you, um, a lot of those players, you know, we could probably get them for a decent, a decent amount, to be fair. Because um, Noosa, Noosa from uh, Bruges. Yeah, cause, yeah and... exactly. Because the whole Brentford thing's completely collapsed. So why not take a punt on that? Exactly, or even like a Nico Williams. I'm not even sure. But if we if we did not pull the trigger on, um, if we didn't pull the trigger on Neto, which I think, to be honest, you'd be very disappointed because squad depth is quite crucial. Um, and we did go for somebody like Nusa or you know somebody on the left hand side. I think I think you just have to go crazy and 
get to both options, get a winger and a striker. But that's the thing. I, I, just, I, I just think we could, we could be in, well, we should be. I don't want to jump the gun, but we should be in Europe. And if we do make it to Europe, we need we need the squad depth. Hmm. How much would Pacholison go for if we were to actually sell him? 60. Off a cheeky little offer from Saudi. 60. Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay, yeah. Because if in, in that kind of situation, if we were to get 50, 60 for him in the summer, I, I doubt it. But if that was to happen, then there's no reason we can't do both. Right. But... I'll be I'll be brutally honest. Richardson can play. Yeah, I know he doesn't like to, yeah, but we've seen it this season. Um, you can stick him on the left hand side, you know, or right hand mm-hmm. side, whatever. Yeah, or or, um, but the option to rotate and have, uh, you know, another striker and not necessarily, you know, push Son up top just to cover spaces. I think is far more better than, you know, just saying to Son, hey. You know we've got an injury here, or you know he's not he's not firing on all cylinders. Let's move you um, up top for that. You know, like if we got, I'm just spitballing here, of course. But we don't know what the future holds. But if we had somebody like Vlaovic, Richarlison fighting it out for the number nine spot, then you got say uh, Lusa Son fighting it for the left wing spot, and then I mean I'd even take Neto, but Neto. Um, and Kulu fighting for the right wing spot. Now you know Kulu can still drop into the the ten roll if need be. You can mm-hmm. you can use Johnson left or right. You got options. You got loads of options right now. We we got options, but our squad depth is not that strong. Uh, we we definitely need to recruit two or three in the summer at least that are really competing for starting spots, if not starters. Yeah, for sure. Especially on that wing spot, like obviously Perisic has already left. Um, what a difference he could have made if he was fit, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, as well as him, Brian Hill will probably leave. Um, he's just not taking his opportunities when he's been given them, and I feel like he's been given decent ones. Uh, Solomon, I don't even know how good he is at this point, but I just don't get the impression he is good enough. That wasn't a that's three departures in the yeah, attack, that, so. the Solomon one just wasn't a good buy. No, I mean, even though we're going for free, like it's it was really what was the point? Profit. Um and hopefully for not other political reasons. But we won't get into that. That's, we hope not. that's a whole other podcast. Um and a much longer one than this one, I imagine. Anyway. Next, we got Wolves at home. Yep. Um, who plays left back? I've, I've said this in the group. I know it's it's less likely to happen, but I've said this because you know this was one of the thoughts I had in the summer when we purchased him. In case we had an issue like this, um, 
I would move Mickey to left back. Um, I'll bring in uh, Dragerson, uh, keep Romero, and then um, Emerson at right back. Mm. Oh, shout out Romero again, by the way. He was imperious versus Brighton. Yeah, he um, really was good. Yeah. Um, don't hate that idea. I would just hope that Mickey has even just a sprinkle of vibranium in those hamstrings if he's going to be doing that much running. Um, yeah, true. But he did do that. He did a crazy amount of running against Brentford. And even, yeah, he even did. Everton, he did great, like, serious. You're, you're pushing, you're pushing, pushing to the limit. Perfect energy. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even give him a burden of like saying to him, well, I wouldn't expect him to be the full inverted wing back that Udoki is, especially in terms of dropping into midfield and having that spatial awareness. Like, I think he could just play as a conventional left-back and we probably need one to be yeah. more conventional and defensively sound when they're coming up against Pedro Neto as well, right? So I would be satisfied if he was to play. Like, I wouldn't expect him to be doing this whole inverting, tucking into midfield, helping us progress play type thing like, um, yeah. like Udoki does really well with with his carries and runs off the ball. Um, Am I right in saying Davis is also injured? Well, he was in the open training thing um, in the high line drills with Emerson Royale. So, yeah. Um, I don't believe Ange mentioned him in his little video for the fitness updates. Either. I think he just mentioned Poro, Udoki and Fraser Foster randomly injured for, for two months. What did he pick up? Don't know. Probably just something innocuous. And it's just taking his body a lot longer to heal. It's a bit mad be. because, like, I'll be honest with you, I, like Destiny and and Poro being injured at this point. I know people are like, "Oh, they're panicking." I'm like, I don't even think it's that bad. If I'm being honest, like Poro's got most of the season without any sort of injury, so I'm surprised, you know, that he's lasted this long. And Destiny, yeah, yeah, he'll be back. It's fine. What's what's our running for the time that they're out? Because apparently it's like two or three weeks. Um, we miss a game week and then we play. I think it might be Palace, um, either home or away. Um, yeah, just quickly as well, home. before I forget, um, just to circle back really, really quickly. Do you think we'll sign Timo Werner permanently? I said this in the group. <laughs> like we've been <laughs> down this road before. Yeah, I don't know why. You know, I, I'm even surprised that people are fooling themselves. Like, the the team, the club, sorry, are looking at numbers, data, stats, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he's played, what, four games? Is that correct? Four games he played? He played in the Man United game. Mm, Brentford, Brighton. Brentford, Everton. Something. Brentford, Everton, and, oh, no, this will be his fourth game. No, no, no. I think this will be his fifth. Is I'm it? Certain. You sure? No. Who's the teams that we played? We Not played a very United. professional podcast. We played United, um, Brentford, Everton. I'm dead sure. Yeah, he has played four matches, got two assists. So United, Everton. Did he play against Burnley? No, Burnley was there. He didn't play, he didn't play that, in that game. No, wait, hold on. What am I missing here? There's a game that I'm missing. Might have to edit this out. Nah, we're keeping it in. <laughs> no, no. 
It's, it's true. It's true reflections of stuff. I mean, exactly. but regardless, he's definitely played four games. That much I know. I can't remember who the fourth game is. Um, but he's played four games. Uh, ba, 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 ba. He got uh, this. Well, yeah, it's just literally the last game we played. So we've literally already named the ones he played. So United, Brentford, Everton, Brighton. Oh, snap. Yeah, uh, that was it. It was Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. 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 So he gets um, he gets an assist against uh, United. Uh, I think it was Benton Cole's goal. Just right. for the second goal, he had a bit of a, a meh first half in that game, but you know, he tried. Um, and then for Brentford, he gets the assist for Johnson's goal, you know, and he done, I think he played well in that second half, to be honest. You got yeah. in some uh, real, real dangerous positions and you know, caused a lot of problems for, for Brentford. I'm not, I'm not fooling myself here. The guy's gonna cost 15 million in the summer. Yeah, if we pulled if we pulled the trigger, fifteen million so far. He's played four games, got two assists. Yet the club are signing him. Okay, <laughs> like, I don't know why people are fooling themselves saying, "Oh no, they're not going to do it." No, the club is signing. And yeah, is it Ash and Tobes that have the fifty pound bet on this as well? Who who bet who bet that he's not being signed? Uh, Tobes. Tobes bet that he's not. That they will sign him. No, Tobes. So Tobes bet fifty pound that we will sign. Tobes bet fifty pound that we won't sign him. Yeah, and that money's better This Nigerian boy has lost a lot already. It's we're in 2024. This boy has lost like nine fights. He he already lost Hoybjerg, yeah. After trying to defend Hoybjerg, he, he thinks he's got a, like a little Ramatar with you know Richarlison. Don't do none of that. Relax, B. He even lost Dyer. You know, most people don't want to. I, mean, I would say this to everyone, yeah, like because. Toby has a complex where he can't really insult a player unless he's hated a player from before. Um, so, so I can't Verno, remember him being a big fan of Dow, I can't lie. No, but listen, all I know is that he didn't, he never really wanted to cuss that, but he's cussed him. Yeah, it's fine, that's life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ver, he never liked Werner. So, you know, the moment Werner started playing for us, he's like, oh, look at him, he's absolutely garbage. I'm like, why was he never like this about Hoybier? Because that guy has been garbage for seasons. Yeah. Upon seasons, but it's fine. It's mm. fine. You know what I'm saying? Toby, uh, yeah, you know what? I might even, you, I might even want in. Yeah, you're I'm, saying that we'll sign him. Damn. Listen, <sighs> I'm almost dead sure we're going to sign him. 15 million, Owen. <laughs> how, how is Levy even saying no to this? Damn, he'll spread it out over four years or something. Exactly. That's fine. I don't mind that. Um, it kind of. I don't ideally I don't want us to sign him, but it does make Never sense. If we're, if we're in Europe, I feel like it does make a bit of sense. But it depends who we even sign in the summer. Like if we sign a good left winger, which I ideally want us to, then I don't really see a place for him in the team, even as a rotation player. Okay, so like he let, somehow ends up playing nine. Like, right, let me put it to you like this thing. Um, I'll put I'll put it to you like this. We're, we're more than likely gonna sell um Brian Hill in the yep. summer. Cool. Solomon could possibly go in the summer. That uh, means, yeah. yeah. That means our only literal starting left winger is going to be Son. Mm. Yeah, we probably get like ten million for Hill, or maybe fifteen if you're stretching it, and we'll probably get like a cheeky four or five for for Solomon. That's Werner's money right there. I'm, t- <laughs> I promise you, he he's more than likely going to be signed. We're not we're not going down. We're not going in the summer with just Son as our actual out-and-out left winger. We'd ha- we're going to have to sign two anyway. So one of them is more than likely going to be the £15 million bargain 
that Spurs currently have on loan, even though I don't mm. think he's involved. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't see a place for him if we sign a winger, and especially like at number nine. Not only have we got players there, we've got a few young, good players coming through as well. Villy, Scarlett, maybe even Jamie Donnelly could see himself playing as a nine, even though he's more. Um, another player who operates deeper, yeah. Um, especially it's a non-homegrown spot as well. I just don't see much logic, but I can understand it if we're in Europe. Yeah. I feel like I'm flip-flapping now, but I'm not the one that's put money on it, so I'm allowed to. Anyway, um, back to Wolves. Do you think we're screwed without the fullbacks? Which alludes to another bet. No, I don't. I don't actually think we're screwed. I, like We've managed quite a lot of um, disruption and turmoil this season. You know, really and truly, if you look at some of the fixtures that we've had and the teams that we've had uh, out, we probably should have had more defeats. Um, or maybe even more wins. You know, there's games where uh, West Ham, Aston Villa at home, absolutely dominated, ripped them apart. Couldn't couldn't get a second goal, couldn't get a third goal. We end up losing those games. Um, you know, even with with Wolves, had the lead for like 94 minutes. Eric Dyer decides to pick the stone turn up because he couldn't find his brother, but he's found him now. And all of a sudden, we've lost that game. So, no, I'm not worried about this. We're at home. We should be capable of managing this game the way it needs to be managed. It's probably going to be a tight game, tough as well, because Wolves are a very tough opponent. Mm. But I actually, I'm not going to say I'm confident because it's Spurs. Um, but what I will say is, no, I shouldn't be worried. Why should I? Yeah, I mean, it was the start of our injury spell in the reverse fixture, but they absolutely blamed us um, in that fixture and deservedly won two goals in injury time. Um, but I'm still looking at us. I think it will just be a tight 2-1 win, to be honest. I don't say well, it's a clean sheet. Um, I think we'll end up scoring the first goal and then end up conceding um, good play, territory, possession, whatever you want to call it, for a good 30 minutes to Wolves. And then I think we'll just finish the game strongly and win it. I can see Bentan Kurt having a monstrous impact off the bench, isn't it? As I think and hope that Basuma starts with then Sar and Madison. Mm. Um, Lacelso's on the bench as well. Um, yeah, and I think we'll have enough off the bench to win the game if it's a tight game. Now we actually do have a very respectable bench. I don't know. How do you see it going? I'll be honest with you. I, f- I feel like if we take the lead in this game, I could see us making it two or three. I, I think this it's out of ground. Our pitch is massive. You know, like this ain't Molyneux. Molyneux is, you know, quite old school heritage. Mm. English football ground. Well, our pitch is one of those. If you go one nil down against us, and you know the crowd turn, wow, you could go left fast. As um, Newcastle found out, you know when when they came to our ground, like mm. you know it, it turned on them quick. Even even like Brighton just gone. You know like once we got our foothold in that second half again, that that last like fifteen minutes, we we put the the pressure on and obviously it led to the goal. Um, so. I, I do agree. I think it will be a 2-1, but I don't think it'll be that kind of scary 2-1. Okay. That's fair. Another three points. Beautiful. Um, that about wraps us up. Quite a few of you 
joining on the live stream. So thank you for that. Um, let's see, catch us on the socials. We're still active on the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at New Spurs Order. Um, me and Yao work on uh, the podcast quite regularly. You've got Scott Hall Staircase episodes on a regular basis as well, mainly on the TikTok, but I forgot they're on Instagram as well. Um, and who doesn't love that? Um, again, thank you for listening to the podcast or watching the stream. But for now, come on, you Spurs, and peace out. Yes. To me, my sleeveless shirt. Bow. Oh, Self available too. Is that a cross block of a toilet? Yes, yes, yes. Tottenham lost behind the advantage in the North London. The doggy. Yeah. Yeah. This is opened up for Madison. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.